You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at vspdirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. freaking bad wrestle me welcome everybody to juice pro wrestling episode 91 arriba with the legend the man the myth former wwe intercontinental champion and tag team champion and wwe hall of famer tito santana what's going on tito that much uh, looking uh, been looking forward to this call for for quite a while nice very good to hear um tito so you actually wrote a brand new autobiography with a, a friend of the show by the name of Kenny Casanova. Shout out to Kenny, uh, called "Don't Call Me Chico," and I, I laughed as soon as I found out about the title of this book because I always remember as a kid Jesse the Body Ventura like Chico Santana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, it was actually Kenny's idea, and uh, you know I. I loved it the minute I heard it. You know, it, it's very catchy, and you know everybody knows Jesse was over like a million dollars, and you know uh, he he did used to call me Chico. Yeah, I loved it. That I mean, I'm 37. I'm gonna date myself here, but uh, I, I just remember being a like six, seven year old kid and like watching you, and that that really stuck out along with your performance, just like Jesse. You know, much like you know guys like Gorilla and Bobby did for other guys with the way they commented or commentated or certain things they said about the guy in the ring that really helped to uh, catapult people. And I, I think that, it, like I said, 30-something years later, and it sticks with me still, you know? Yeah, I mean, that was a great era, wasn't it? I mean, we had a lot of great talent, uh, commentators, wrestlers, you know. Oh, man, the best. It, 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 it was great. Uh, Tito, real quick, take us back to that time, and uh, who were some of your favorite opponents from back in the day, um, you know, you had a, a great singles run, uh, obviously winning the IC belt, and then uh, who could forget um, your tag team with Strike Strike Force with the model soon to be after the model Rick Martel. Uh, take us through some of your favorite matchups from back in the day. Well, you know, in, in that era, you know, me growing into the business, I was so lucky that you know all my my competition. You know, I was learning, learning, learning because everybody was so good. Mm-hmm. And and every time you step into the ring, you know, you, you'd learn, you know, from these guys. Right. Uh, when I took the belt away from Don Morocco, you know, Don Morocco, I consider one of the best. Uh, you know, he was also a great uh, intercontinental champion. He was a great worker. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I learned so much from him, and then from him, I went to Greg Valentine and. Yeah, uh, another great worker. We used to have. Uh, I mean, we used to have brutal matches. We used to beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you. I'm sure you remember Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Perfect. Uh, yep. Oh yeah. You know Roddy Roddy Piper, and yep. you know there, there was just so much talent out there. Uh, and, and every time you stepped into the ring with uh, you know different styles of wrestling, you know I, I feel that uh, I was the type of baby face that. I, I used to wrestle according to my to my opponent. Right. You know, I could wrestle with 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 the guy that wrestled like me, or I could wrestle with the bigger guys. Yeah, you were very your style was very adaptable. I'm I'm glad you pointed it out because that was something I was going to bring up. And uh, not to mention, uh, you were you were face your whole career. You were you were baby your whole career. There's very few people that do that. You know, I mean, you have your your Ricky Steamboats, but and if you want to compare it to modern times, people always talk about like John Cena. You know, not ever going heel. Boy, he was kind of had a heelish 
uh, start when he was like the the doctor of thugonomics or whatever they were doing back then. But uh, I mean, there uh-huh. are, are very few guys that really stick that out. And you've had a a pretty lengthy career. I mean, you're still working out on on the indies out there. Uh, what was that like? Did you ever have aspirations to like go heel? Did you did it ever cross your mind? Was it something you know ever discussed? Yeah, as a matter of fact, when when, uh, when me and uh, Rick Martell split up, Strike Force, mm-hmm. uh, and and I found out that Rick was coming back, I asked Vince if if, if I could be a heel, you know, because you know the heel was the guy that you know would lead the match. Yeah, you know uh, he would lead the baby face, and, and and I felt that I had enough knowledge about the business, you know, as, as a baby face. So I knew what what I wanted from a baby face. So you know, uh, you know, I just wanted to create a heel Kilo Santana. But then said, no, you're gonna stay baby face. There's so much we can do as a baby face, you know. Oh yeah. So he, he didn't switch me. I mean, you were over like Rover too. I I've read uh, um, reports and stuff like back in you know the golden era, like the '80s. I mean, you were getting more fan mail than guys like Hogan and shit. <laughs> like that's. You know. Yeah, yeah. There was there was there was a time when you know I, I was over pretty good and and I used to you know God I used to bitch at the Vince and I said God I I don't think you you know I've already proved that I could draw money for you and and I, I just don't know why you know I, I guess the fact that I was such a good worker that he could use me to get other guys over you know and I would stay still stay over you know uh, you know he, he, I, I don't think I was used to. You know, the most ability that I had, I don't think they used me to the to, to the best of my ability. Right. Well, I, I wanted to ask you this too, because getting started, um, I noticed here you were trained by uh, Hiro Matsuda, right? Yep. I mean, that's a, going back to guys like Hogan. How was that? I mean, you know, we've all heard the the stories about Hogan, and now he broke Hogan's leg and didn't think he was going to last in the business. Uh, what was that experience going like for you going into that? Well, Hiro was a was a, a Japanese wrestler, and, and back then, you know, in, in order to get into professional wrestling, you, you had to prove yeah. to to the guys that that you had it, and and and, and you were going to stay. You know, uh, they they wouldn't smarten you up, and you know, let you know the, the ins and outs of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to earn the right to to, to learn the ins and outs. Uh, you know, they, they didn't make it easy for you. I mean, as a matter of fact, they they tried to run you off. You know, I was lucky that I was a, I, I was an athlete. You know, and and, and I, you know, I, I took everything they dished out to me. You know, and uh, after a while, they, they they say, well, you know, this guy's got potential. But, you know, let's ease up on him, and you know, let's let's uh, start putting him in matches and start showing him the business. You know, but. but you know they beat the crap out of you. You know they 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 try to make you quit. And, and, and yeah, I would say ninety five percent of the guys would quit back then. Which uh, you know, and I always like that old school mentality. You know, kind of hey, if then you really know who really wants it. You know, really wants it that bad is at least willing to work hard enough to go through that, which is <laughs> more brutal training than like military, even um, to stick it out. So kudos to you and everybody who went through that. I mean that's. I just got a soft spot in my heart for that old school, like old tough guy mentality, you know, like they put you through hell. And if you outlasted it, you show what kind of man you are, you know? Well, I, I remember the, the very first time, uh, cause I went to West Texas state and Tommy Blanchard took me to, uh, nice. Amarillo to a match there. Cause we knew Terry Funk. And, uh, you know, I, I was not a wrestling fan. So I remember going into the, into the heels locker room and, and I looked in there and I said, man, every one of these guys should kick the crap out of me. You know, they they looked mean. But, you know, back then, you know, not, not too many fans were willing to, you know, step into the ring and challenge a wrestler, you know, because mm-hmm. most, you know, most of the wrestlers, you know, looked apart and, and, and could go, you know. Yeah. Yeah, guys like Harley Race or like, you know, Bruiser Brody. I mean, God, you could just go down the line, you know, Black Jack Mullica. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and just go down the line, uh, Mr. Wonderful, uh, mm-hmm. Tony Atlas. I mean, Rocky Johnson. You know, he's a professional boxer. Yeah. I mean, everybody was tough, and you know, uh, and some of the older guys were even tougher than you know. They, they all had a, 
a wrestling background or, or judo background, and you know, uh, it, it was just. Uh, I mean, I thought I was tough uh, when I was a football player. Then I got into the business, and I, I'd sit in the corner and I'd say, "Man, <laughs> most of these guys couldn't wipe the mat with me." <laughs> well, Tito, speaking uh, here's an interesting thing that I, I just found out about you. Um, speaking of football, uh, you were actually signed by the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yes, I was. Uh, tell me a little bit about that experience and what happened with your football career. Well, in, you know, uh, unfortunately, I was a free agent, and I worked so hard that summer before uh, before camp, and I injured my Achilles tendon. I I, I was running a pass pattern. At noon, I would run pass pattern with a quarterback at West Texas State for an hour, mm-hmm. and I stepped into a hole and twisted my Achilles tendon, and you know, for two weeks, I, I, I they took me to the doctor right away and gave me a, a cortisone shot, and uh, I was on crutches for a week. The following Saturday, they gave me another cortisone shot, and then uh, I still wasn't able to run. Uh, on Saturday, the third Saturday, they gave me another cortisone shot. I, I flew to Kansas City that Sunday, and uh, I told them, uh, you know, I didn't want to tell them that I had my ankle because, you know, they'd send me home. Right, being a free agent, so I I, I just uh, told the trainer really rip up my knee, my my uh, ankle, you know, really solid, you know, I, I don't want it to move. I kind of let him know a little bit that I had, uh, it was a little tender, and uh, I ran a forty, and I ran like a five five uh, four forty, very very slow, mm-hmm. uh, and I was trying to do my best not to show any limping, and uh, when. I was there for 10 weeks, and my ankle got better, and I was so stupid that I never told uh, the coaches to retime me. But I started six preseason games, and then uh, the, 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 actually the starter, uh, got uh, Gary Butler, got, got hurt, and then they uh, traded for Billy Masters from Denver. He was a 13-year veteran, and uh, the number one draft pick from the Pittsburgh Steelers, they, they traded for him, and mm-hmm. they let me go. You know, then, then I went to Canada and ended up playing in Canada. What was that like? Because there's a lot of professional, actually, like football and pro wrestling, and we did an episode last year on that, like a two, it was like a two or three hour episode because there's so many guys um, that go, you know, back and forth or vice versa. Either starting football, went to wrestling, or you know, the other way around. Like example, maybe like a Brock Lesnar or something. Um, how was that though? Like, I mean, because obviously you said you know you say you weren't really a wrestling fan, uh, so you're looking to play pro ball, and you know the NFL thing doesn't work out. You go play in uh, in Canada in the Canadian leagues. There were a lot of guys out there. I mean, even guys like The Rock that played in Canada. Was there anybody else out there at the time that you played with that would later go on in the pro wrestling? Uh, yes, uh, uh, God, uh, but, uh not that news brown, but God, there was another guy. Angelo Mosca was there. Uh, it, it, when I was there, it, it was just uh, it was just uh, myself, and there was another one, but I can't remember his name. He was from Oakland, mm-hmm. and he was with WWE for a while. But I, I haven't seen him in so long that I, you know, I. I just keep, you know, now that I'm trying to think his name, you know, I always know his name, and now I'm trying to think about it, and I, you know, just out in the, out in the clouds. <laughs> I can't think of his name, but, but you know, there, there were a, a lot of uh, guys from the, from the States, you know, uh, and, and it wasn't that easy to make the Canadian team because uh, they only had, believe it or not, in the team, they had 33 players. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think... Uh, 17 of them had to be Canadian. So there was more Canadians than Americans. So, you know, only 16 Americans per team. And, and uh, you know, to me, the, the the American football player was was ahead of the, of the Canadian football player. Yeah. But uh, I was really surprised that, you know, they, they had a lot of talent also, that the Canadians. Was, uh, so... I mean, when you played football, was this kind of just something you did because you were an athlete? I mean, did you have a passion for it? I mean, obviously, you would think, you know, you go that far, you have to have some sort of passion for the game. Is it something that you still kind of keep up with nowadays? Or, well, I, I love to watch football. You know, yes. 
I, I'm watching the Kansas City teams, hope, hoping they go a long way. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tully Blanchard started talking to me about becoming a professional wrestler in college because Tully Blanchard was a quarterback at West Texas State. <laughs> yeah. uh, as a matter of fact, uh, DiBiase, uh, the million-dollar man, was also on the same team. And they started trying to talk to me about becoming a professional wrestler when I was a junior mm-hmm. in college. And, and, you know, I wasn't a wrestling fan, so I, you know, my, my passion was football. Yeah. So I, I had no desire to, uh, to, to get, get into wrestling. But the father was a promoter. Tyler's father was a promoter in San Antonio. And he started talking to me about how much money I could be making. Uh, you know, when I signed with the Chiefs, I signed for $18,000 a year. And, you know, uh, Joe Branch was talking to me, you know, you could be making $80,000 a year. You know, this was in 1975. Yeah, that's a lot. Of and and, and I, start, I started comparing, uh, you know, 18, 80, you know, like yeah. a no-brainer. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, I went out and I found out, you know, how tough it was to, to, to make it in the NFL. You know, it, it was not easy. Right. You know, so much talent coming out every year. You have to compete for your job. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, and even to you know having huge impact like you did in the professional wrestling isn't an easy task. You know, I mean, to be a guy that we're sitting talking about, like I said, thirty years later, a, a bona fide legend, and not just in the WWE, but just you know, if there was an actual, which I think there are a couple like pro wrestling hall of fames are outside of WWE. Uh, I mean, you'd be in every one of them, you know, to, to have that lasting impact that, I mean, kudos to you for that too, because that is not an easy task. It, you know, you were in the biz. I mean, guys come and go. Right. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I was, I, I was very lucky. I mean, I was in the first nine WrestleManias. Yeah. And uh, me, yeah. me and Hogan were the only ones that were in the first nine WrestleManias. Right. And, you know, uh, just, uh, I believe that just, you know, my hard work in the ring, you know, uh, every time I get into the ring, you know, uh, I was very blessed that the fans will always just, you know, beckon me. Tito, you know, so. uh, I want to ask you, uh, speaking of WrestleManias, and, and we all know what that became, um, this huge global phenomenon. Take us back, though. What were your thoughts on, like, the first one, because obviously something like that had never been done. I mean, you did have like the, uh, what was it? The NWA and the AWA had that big, uh, the super car and they had like, uh, uh, like star Yeah. Yeah. So you had star So there was something like it before WrestleMania, but Vince had this grandiose idea of it's, it will be that, but he wanted more. He wanted celebrities from, you know, the entertainment side to be involved. He wanted to mesh pop culture, what were your thoughts like um, when you first heard about like the first WrestleMania going on and uh, like getting ready to go into that? How'd you how'd you and like a bunch of the boys back then? What were your thoughts like going into it? Well, we, we you know by, by the time uh, WrestleMania uh, hit WrestleMania one, the WWF was already on fire all over the all over the world. Really, mm-hmm. you know, our TV was going all over the place. I still got so the rock and wrestling we had, album. We had, <laughs> we had the coalition heroes already. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we knew that we were very lucky to be, you know, in the WWF back then. Right. Uh, and, and, and seeing this whole growth and, and, and how we were all of a sudden, you know, we're not going into the gymnasiums anymore. We're not going into the small schools. We're going into nothing but big coliseums. And everywhere we went, it was sold out. And, all of a sudden, you know, this uh, name of WrestleMania 1 that was going to be coming up, and, you know, you start getting names like uh, Cindy Lauper and, and uh, uh, Liberace, yeah. Liberace and, and, and uh, I think Muhammad uh, Ali was there, Ali too. and, yeah. I mean, uh, so many stars that were, were there, you know. We, we, we It was beyond our imagination, you know. We, we, we would have never thought that he was going to, uh, be as big as it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nowadays, I mean, it's insane. It's it's almost like a holiday. Even you know, even wrestling fans or whether they're jaded or old wrestling fans or people who aren't really into wrestling but they know what it is. It's it's like this thing, almost like the Super Bowl when WrestleMania week comes. It's like people are preparing and they're getting ready to have big parties to watch this event. And it, it is cool because it's it's this thing to get together. It's a reason to get together with family and friends, 
have some have drinks or whatever you do and food and have a good time, you know? Yeah, I mean, they almost take over the town. Uh, you know, the, the WWF, uh, and, and, and there's a lot of, you know, fan-fast, uh, you know, sideshow yeah. that, uh, that, that draw. You know, they, they use the, the legends, and, and we draw, you know, big crowds on the side, besides WWF. Oh, yeah. Or the WWE, you know, WrestleMania. You know, it, it's, it's uh, the whole place goes crazy, and... You know, there's friends from all over the world that are there. You know, and, and it's just a, it's just a great time. Oh yeah, for sure. I enjoy it. Uh, maybe not the WWE side or, it, do you have a hard time calling it that? Now I still, even though it's been almost 20 years since they changed their name, I, I, I still don't really enjoy calling it WWE. Well, uh, neither do I. You know, I'm used to the WWF, and you know. Uh, it's a different sport, you know. Uh, yeah. Now it's entertainment. It's 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 a TV entertainment. It's not the it's not even the same product as it used to be. You know, mm-hmm. back then you had the gimmicks. You had the you know you had the King Kong Bundys. You had the you know uh, the big guys, and, and and you had Andre, and you had you know the wrestlers, and you know the gimmicks. You know. Junkyard Dog and uh, Jake the Snake. And yeah, JYD. Now it's just now uh, JYD. Now it's just uh, you know I don't watch it to be honest with you because you know they, they don't uh, they don't wrestle the way we used to wrestle. You know now somebody who doesn't know anything about wrestling you know gives them a script of what how the match is going to go, mm-hmm. and, and and we you know. We didn't have no script. We just went out there and lived the match, you know, and, and, and just got after it. Yeah, the boys. The, I mean, the boys created. It. I mean, you were you were kind of given a, a ball or a uh, would you, like a, the platform here to run with it, you know. Where nowadays it's right. it's it's just straight soap opera bullshit. Um, yep. But it, my question to you is because in this day and age that we live in, we are so fortunate as wrestling fans and even the boys in the biz. Um, that there are so many ways to view wrestling, even like the old school stuff from you guys and, and a lot of the new indie promotions that a lot of these athletes are so, they're just insane. Like the, the athletic ability that they possess is something that it reminds me of like, you know, a guy like you back in the day, it was just like, I knew there was, and like you said, you felt like you could have had more done with you. And I, you know, and watching you though as a kid was like, man, this dude's like all over the place. Like it wasn't just your typical like if you had like, say Hogan and Bundy like a bear hug and a headlock. I mean there was there was some shit going on when you were in the ring. And nowadays there's a lot of that. And I my I want to get your opinion. Do you know or have you heard anything about uh, like all elite wrestling, started by Tony Khan and uh, Cody Rhodes? I, I I have heard about it. And, and I'm kind of glad that there's competition, and, and it's kind of like old school, you know. It's what we call old school type of wrestling, right? And 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 I do believe that old school still works. It does, and it... you know, so from from what I understand, their numbers are pretty good on you know on television. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I I wish them nothing nothing but the best. But I don't even watch that. You know, I just I don't really have time to you know. I'd much rather watch a professional football game or a, or a baseball game. Mm-hmm. I, I watch any sport other than wrestling. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> hey, hey, more power to yeah. you. I like all that stuff, too. Um, real quick, I want to ask you, so when you came back in, in what was it, like the early, mid-'90s, it was like the new generation era, that, the El Matador gimmick, what was up with that? Was that something that Vince just said, "Hey, we're gonna give you a home matador. You're a bullfighter now," or like, what? What were your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I, I had just gone in, and I, you know, I I wasn't happy the way you know me and Rick Martel split up. I thought we were gonna have a big feud, and they cut my, you know, they, we didn't even have a feud. You know, they, they didn't give me, you know. Uh, you know, me and Valentine wrestled each other for a year and a half, and we had all kinds of gimmick matches, you know, mm-hmm. turn matches, and we we drew a lot of big crowds. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we sold out a lot of re- a lot of arenas without Hulk Hogan being there. Uh, you know, our match itself, you know, was was doing fantastic. Uh, so, 
after the split, I thought we were gonna, I was going to have another good run with Martel, and you know, that's what it seemed like. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they cut it off. Yeah, you guys you know, really never no had. More, there's no more matches. He goes out and wrestles uh, Jake to Snake Roberts. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and then I go in and I'm, I'm ready to just hang it up, you know, because I'd had a good run. I'd saved my money. And, you know, I told Vince, I said, you know, uh, I'm ready. You know, if you don't have anything for me, you know, it's, it's okay. Thank you. You know, I'll leave. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, no, I've got one more. i got one more thing that I'm going to do with you. Uh, do you mind going to Mexico and learning how to be a bullfighter and learn everything about bullfighting? And, uh, as a matter of fact, he sent me to Mexico to, to learn how to be a bullfighter. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think Tito Santana needed a gimmick. You know, I, I thought Tito Santana was over. Yeah. By 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 myself, but uh, you know, if he was the boss. You know, he made me a promise, and I figured, you know, he's going to make me some more money. And I, I went to Mexico, became a matador, and you know, again, I was supposed to come out with a big, big. Uh, 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 gimmick match with uh, the million dollar band mm. and then all of a sudden you know no it's not going to happen I mean they were, I, I, they were planning on going into South America and Central America and Spain and uh, you know all the Hispanic countries mm-hmm. and you know all of a sudden they they asked that idea and they didn't, end up, they didn't end up going to Mexico or South America or Central America so I ended up getting screwed again. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's it's weird to try to sit and understand Vinnie Mac's train of thought sometimes. Sometimes it's just like, hey, man, you're like, he's like third-generation promoter, come from money, doesn't really understand people like he's led on to believe. I mean, he, he has come up with some good characters, don't get me wrong. But on the flip side of that, like like you said, Tito Santana was established. Why the fuck's he need to be a bullfighter now? You know? Right. <laughs> And uh, and the whole um, I was actually shout out to my boy Steve Joiner out in uh, California. He, uh, we were talking before I came to record with you tonight, and he's like, "Hey, you know, asking about the Strike Force, like him and Martell." He's like, "There was never, there was like no resolve to that. You know, you guys had that blow up, and then it was like there was nothing." Like you right. said, like that. that it, I mean, it, that it, would it, have been a program. We were over like a, we were over like a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, Rick, all of a sudden, we show up in WrestleMania 4. Yeah. Uh, Rick has to take some time off. We drop the belts for demolition. Yep. We come back. Uh, we come back in WrestleMania 5, and, and Rick uh, leaves me in the ring, and I get the crap beat out of me, and we have a nice split, and the people really, you know, uh, the, the feud was all set up, you know, where we could have gone and wrestled against each other for, for, for a year. Oh yeah, and you know, back... the, the, the people the, the people were really pissed off at Rick, you know. Yeah. Uh, and back so, in the I mean, day, and, you could and, have established and, a program. You know, he's the one that quit for a year. He's the one that was gone, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm the one that got punished. You know. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't do. They promised me this and that, and, and nothing really happened. So, you know, eventually I ended up. He said, "I can't take it anymore." Mm-hmm. So that's when I quit in, in August of '93. So, and you do, I mean, uh, but, and you came back, uh, didn't you do a little stint or maybe a match? There was like one televised match with WCW. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, uh, they brought us in and, uh, me and Snooker and uh, was it George Steele? There's three of us that wrestled, uh, uh, God, the main guy in the WCW and all of us beat him. Since that effect. That's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was like a, it was like a nitro in like two thousand or something like that. What's that? I think it was on like a nitro back in uh, two thousand. Right. Yeah, it was a nitro. Jeff it, Jarrett. It Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Jeff Jarrett was over pretty pretty big. They 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 tried to get me to to go to WCW. You know, they offered me a a, a deal, but you know, I wasn't. You know, I had been on the road for seventeen years. You know, I I didn't like being away from my family anymore. Mm. You know, I'd had enough. Yeah, that that road lifestyle. I mean, I'm, is this is that some of the stuff that you cover in your book? Is like some of that life on the road and like the grind and all that? I cover everything in the book. You know, I, I, I talk 
from when I was a little guy, you know, growing up as a migrant worker and, you know, the life that we had, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, and, and, you know, breaks that I've got, that I got in life and rips that happened on the road and, you know, being on the road so much, you know, it, it we used to wrestle 350 days a year, you know, it, it was, uh, it was, it was tough in a family, you know, not, not, not too many wrestlers, uh, you know, stayed with the, with the same wife, you know, because... I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It was hard. You know, we were always missing birthdays, always missing anniversaries, always, you know, uh, missing special dates. It says, uh, you know, it's a lot of reason why I think Randy Savage brought Elizabeth in with him so he can, you know, and then he kept like everybody, you hear all the stories about how he was uh, kind of a freak about like keeping her away from the boys and stuff, but yet having her with him so he didn't miss out on that time because you guys are always on the road. But then you also hear the stories how he was like super guarded over. Where's Elizabeth? Oh yeah, yeah. He, I mean, talk about you know, he was just a, a, very possessive of, of her. You know, I, I don't blame him. She was a beautiful girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweetheart too, from everything I've read and seen. Yep. Um. So Tito, before we uh get uh end here, I want to ask you, being a guy in the biz, being the legend you are. Do you have yourself, because I've never asked this out of one of the boys, do you have a Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers? Do I have a Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Like, uh, guys, you would say, um, who who do you think would be, like, the top four guys in the business ever, top four draws ever? Well, you know, to me, Hulk Hogan, you know, to me, Hulk, Hulk was the, was the Elvis of professional wrestling. Right. And, and you know, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, The Rock and Steve Austin. You know, to me, those four guys. Yeah, that's pretty much, you know, I would have to agree there. I mean, you, there's, I guess, little alternates people could say, but that, to me, that would be the main four. Well, especially from our era, mm-hmm. you know. You know, they... they, they like in Austin and, and, and The Rock, they're still old school, those guys. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, a lot of great talent came up, you know, The Undertaker, I mean, who had a better run than The Undertaker, you know, but as far as, you know, to me, people that made a big, big impact, mm. you know, and it's, those are those are the four, four guys that I would put in the uh, rush for. Oh, yeah. What about what about Randy? I mean, he would. He, I guess he'd be one of those alternates, you know. Well, you know, Randy's the same. You know, Shawn Michaels, uh, Roddy, you Piper. know, Roddy Piper, uh, uh, you know, John Cena. I mean, there's 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 quite a few. I mean, Randy Orton. There's a lot of other guys that are over. You know, mm-hmm. but, but but you know, you ask me about Mont Mont Rushmore, you know. Yeah. Those four names that you listed, I, I mean, I think probably had like the biggest impact on the sport or the right. sports entertainment, whatever you smart marks out there want to call it. Um, so and yeah, you had Razor Ramon that was, at one point was over like a million dollars. Oh yeah, you had a uh, 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 the guy that died that, that replaced Hulk, the big Hulk for for the title, uh, Warrior, the Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, who was over more than him? You right. know, but his impact was not as long. You know, he was. Yeah, he was kind of quick. Was, he was in and out. You know, a lot of bad business right. dealings, from what I've read, and you know, just kind of like, hey, not no showing places and holding Vince up for yeah, he money. Didn't, he didn't have a lot of respect for the business. No. But hey, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? You know, he. uh it was a weird story with him. He kind of made amends a few years back. Uh, man, it's going on like five years now, I think, if not more. And to do that, uh, I, 
go back on Raw and make this crazy prophetic uh, speech and then keel over the next day. Yeah. They flew home with his family. He flew home with his family. walking on his car. He had a massive heart attack and died. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's, I mean, wrestling in general, unfortunately, is surrounded, I mean, by death so much. It's There's this weird thing now. I mean, it's just ingrained in my memory. When I'm watching old school tapes, I, I it's weird to watch because, I mean, I enjoy it, but you watch in most of these guys, and I mean, I'm going down the list from managers to guys who I knew were that were like referees, you know, to the boys in the ring doing their thing. It's like, man, he's gone, he's gone, she's gone. Like, it's it's just yeah. one of those crazy things. And and whether it's you know due to uh, self demise, like drugs or whatever, or you know, however it's been, it's just it happens. And professional wrestling is like kind of got this shroud around it as far as death goes. And it's just, ugh, it's just a really weird thing yeah. to get over. Yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of a lot of it had to do with yeah. The, the steroids and the drugs and, you know, uh, it, it, a lot of the guys that, that, that really got hooked on, you know, different pain pills because yeah. we were always hurt and there was always doctors around and, you know, it, it was it, it was very easy for us to get the, the, the prescriptions from the doctors because we were always hurt, you know, we, we were legitimately mm-hmm. hurt. And, you know, so you start abusing the pain pills and, then they give you stuff to sleep and stuff to wake up, and you know it was easy to get whatever you would ask them. Then you would be we had a lot, you know a rough life, so they'd, you know give it to us, and you know a lot of guys abused it. Yeah. You know, and that, that's what happened to a lot of my friends. You know, unfortunately, you know, most of them died young. You know, too way too young. Oh yeah, it's 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 crazy because a lot of these guys too were. I mean, that's just that thing. You see them on TV, they're larger than life, and they have such an impact on you, especially when you're an impressionable child like I was. And, you know, you grow up and hope to have moments like I have with you right now and, and talk to you guys. And and you look at the list, and it's just a laundry list of guys, man. Like, it, it's yeah. it's a sad thing. But, uh, hey, Tito, on a more positive note, uh I, you do have this uh, for guys my generation that are actually involved in the wrestling side of the business now. I mean, you have this huge impact and uh, on, on a lot of people, and especially the Latino community, because there was nobody like when I was young, there was nobody hotter like a Latino superstar than you. You know, I mean, you could go a little bit earlier and everybody could talk about the Guerreros and all that. And then, of course, Eddie afterwards. But I mean, how how does it feel to know that you've had this huge impact on uh, for Latino wrestlers to be in the spotlight and to be featured and to be um, you know just huge superstars? I mean, how does that feel for you? Well, it, I, I I realized what an impact I made afterwards, mm-hmm. not not while I was there, right? Uh, and it, it really hit me when when Eddie Guerrero, you know, like. I had met Chavo years before, before any of the big, big WrestleManias, and you know I was really impressed with him, Neil Mascara, you know. But they never, yeah. they they weren't at the level that I reached when you know all the WrestleManias were going on, you know, to become a national national celebrity. Yeah. And uh, when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2004, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, came up to me and he was the world champion and he, and he sent me for opening up the doors for the Hispanics. And that's when it dawned on me that, you know, I did have an impact, you know, uh, huge. I had, I, I had a reputation. I had a good reputation. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of kids, you know, uh, of all colors, you know, mm-hmm. looked up to me. So, you know, it, 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 uh, but that was the first time that I really started to realize what an impact I had on the, Opening up doors for for some of the guys. That's awesome. <laughs> That's an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, and you know, I mean, international. You were you guys. It started back then. It started with you guys. Um, and those first nine WrestleManias, like you said, that was global. And it's. I I still have stuff from back then. I have like the old LJN rubber figures. I got the the wrestling album. You know, I still uh-huh. have that on vinyl. Um. I mean, there was 
you guys were rock stars back in the day and, and still are to a lot of us. So, you know, thank you for everything that you've done and the huge and positive impact you've had. There's a lot of guys in the biz that did not. And that's one thing we kind of, I don't want to preach because I don't want to be too preachy, but there's so much negative shit in the world, you know, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. And you, my friend, really did that. And I just, I have nothing but praise for you for doing that, man, because that's that's a hell of a feat to accomplish something and inspire so many people to to do whatever it is they love, whether, you know, they got into the wrestling business or did something else in their lives. Um, I mean, you were one of those guys that was like, Hey man, I can do it. Anybody can do it. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I, I had, uh, Mario, what's the, the movie star? He's, he's on the news all the time. He does the, 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 the drop of the ball in New York. Uh, Mario, Mario God, Lopez, he, Mario Lopez. Yeah. AC Slater. Uh, he, 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 <laughs> he, he called me one time and, and he told me, I was a big influence when he was little that, you know, he says, uh, if Kito can make it big, I'm going to make it big. And, yeah. you know, he says, whenever you're in L.A., give me a call. You know, I'd love to hang out with you, but I never really have gone back to L.A. But, you know, I started to realize, you know, I did impact a lot of people, you know, because they saw me make it, you know, it gave them encouragement to, to go for it. Yeah, man, and that's that's a super cool thing, and with nothing but just hard work and positivity, you know, no BS. That that's yeah. that's the great thing about it, man. It, it is it's very authentic, and it is a good story, and it's a story that uh, people can read about in your book. Don't call me Chico. That you can buy uh, at titosantana.com dot com and w. I don't know how they pronounce it. If it's wow, but it's w o h w dot com. I believe that's uh, the publisher's company. Uh, Tito, do you have anywhere else where people can reach out to you online? Well, uh, all they have to do is, uh, if they want to order my book, they, they go to titosantana.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and everything is right there. Sweet. And I, I just finished a promotion that that, uh, that I would make a phone call with every order. And, you know, I mean, it, it for about three weeks, you know, I've had a lot of orders, and then somebody today made a request of, uh, if I, did I, I, I only kept it till uh, December 24th, mm-hmm. you know, that I would make a phone call for whatever order, uh, and somebody asked if I could make make a call, and, you know, if, if, if somebody orders a book, you know, uh, uh, and, and, you know, they request an, an order for me to, you know, make a phone call, you know, uh, uh, and somehow get the phone number to me and I'll call them. Nice. That That's awesome. That's, you know, you guys get to share the honor, much like me and Sretton do right now, to talk to this legend of uh, professional wrestling and not just in just life in general and positivity. And um, from what I've read online, I mean, you continue, you're a teacher now, correct? Yes, I am. I've been, uh, this is my 23rd year. Wow. And I, I, I'd like to do it uh, three more years. And then I plan to retire from teaching and, you know, just... Uh, and then enjoy the ride. Start, just enjoy the the, the rest of... Uh, I feel like I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in a mile race and I've done uh, three laps. i got one more lap to go. I want to enjoy the last lap. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, Tito, thank the you so four, much, brother. The 440 yards. <laughs> yeah yeah so everybody hit up titosantana.com buy the book uh read the story super inspirational super um if, if you're out there as a rest, wrestling fan i mean and you're a tito santana fan you got to have this book i mean there's there's so many stories of a man uh just working hard kicking ass and taking names and uh doing it in a positive light which is a very rare thing to find nowadays um, so be sure you check. You know, that what, out. Made me, what, what, what made me feel? I hate to interrupt you, but you know, I started getting some feedback from people that have read it. Yeah, and they told me that that uh, they, they once they started put uh, reading the book that they couldn't put it down. Oh, I wouldn't uh, doubt it, it. You know, and they just started getting it. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of made me feel good that you know, for somebody to say you know that they they they, they were enjoying it so much that you know it was hard for them to put it down. And, you know, they, gave, they praised my book, so, you know, that was great. <laughs> Very much. Hey, man, hard work pays off, and so does positivity. And you, my friend, are a great example. 
Uh, Tito, thank you very much for coming on the show. Hopefully sometime down the road we can have you back on and do some more things with you. It's been an honor and a privilege. Um, Sretan, you have anything you want to add to that? I just want to th- say thank you also. It's been an honor, honor and a p- privilege. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to reading your book. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to order it. And uh, when it gets here, I'm going to read it. So, yeah. And we might have to get a couple well, extra you. copies, too, because Sren's actually involved in a uh, bookstore here downtown uh, called Green Door Books. Yeah. So he's actually, uh, uh-huh. you know, we might have to get a couple to sell and get the word out because there's a lot of wrestling fans out here. You know, we're in, oh, like, yeah. the Chicagoland area. Um so we might have to get that and put it right in the window. Tito Santana, yeah, number one. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. No problem. Hey, and you have a happy new year, uh, Tito. Enjoy your 2020, brother. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Arriba. <laughs> Arriba. Arriba. Hey, everybody. Sretan here. I just wanted to do a little quick promotion for a video on YouTube that just got put on by the Reality of Wrestling. It is titled Impact versus Reality of Wrestling. It's a pretty awesome show. I just want to go over the card and promote it. All right. So the matches here, I'm sorry if I butcher the names. We got Alexa Gracia versus Jordan Grace. We got Rascals versus La Familia. Oh, man. We got Moose versus Mysterious Q. Ooh. We got 12-man elimination match. We got Michael Elgin versus Moonshine Mantel. Wow. Eddie Edwards versus Gino Mandina. Oh, man. Sammy. Callahan versus Terale Tempo, oh, Tesla Blaster versus Hyan versus Sue Young and AQA. Oh man, LAX versus Fly Def, Vich Swan versus Davidson. Oh, it's so good. I got it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> was fucking amazing thank you once again to tito santana <laughs> you know juice pro wrestling podcast doing big things in 2020 and that's just the tip of the iceberg yeah speaking of that um <laughs> let's carry on with the end of the show with the fucking news. the news <sighs> you thought i was gonna do it in a prolonged manner but i didn't i kept it short and sweet <laughs> so um I've been seeing everybody with these Slim Jim is using Macho Man Randy Savage again to sell their beef sticks. How? <laughs> Old footage? No. Well, they have a there's a Mattel action figure out with the Macho Man in his Slim Jim garb, and uh, sure. you can actually go now and get Savage Slim Jims that are like as thick as John Holmes. Mm. From what I hear, why? I don't know. I mean. It's it's cool. I've I've been hitting up all the gas stations because they have these little cool wooden. <laughs> what I meant to say was, who's John Holmes? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let's go. <laughs> That's what I was supposed to say. You fucking piece of shoe. Yeah. I'm gonna move on from that now. Um, but yeah, they have these little statues that you can put the Slim Jims in. I've been huh. trying to get them from gas stations, but everybody takes them. Even the cardboard box. I just want that because it's got Savage on it. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I'll put some pens in them or something. Yeah. Um. Some other breaking news coming out of WWE. This is really fucking weird. Uh, So everybody out there listening, you guys, I haven't seen this man on WWE television in a long time. I don't know. I know he had like some kind of mental breakdown um, coming from NXT to the main roster. And then there were a bunch of like 
homophobic or racist slurs or something he used in an old chat somewhere. Uh, Lars Sullivan. Now news comes out that the man who was spewing hateful homophobic (laughs) propaganda. What did he do? Gay porn. Oh! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hey, hey, hey. Gotcha. As M. Night Shyamalan would say, Woody Twist. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, hey, to each their own, it, it's, I, I guess he apologized for shit he said and all that. I mean, it's just kind of a weird skeleton to come out of your closet. <laughs> I don't know if, in fact, he is uh, homosexual or not. Not that it really matters. I don't know if he was for pay or what have you, it's just, it's a weird coincidence and weird story. Uh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fucking funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, um, so, you know, shout out to Effie. He will be, Lars Sullivan will now be appearing at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Oh, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> no, he won't be. They'd be, <laughs> you know, they're better off without him. The guy's uh Man, he's just a mixed bag of fucking bullshit at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. That was like the last thing I expected coming out of 2019, ending the year, the decade. And that's, you know, that's what we had to hear about this guy. It's like, man, dude, what what the fuck is going on upstairs? I guess the world may never know. <laughs> um, AAW coming off of their big Windy City Classic 15 pay-per-view event. Yeah, a lot of a lot a lot a lot of title changes going on. Uh, for some weird reason, once again, the Samoan werewolf Jacob Fatu did not show. I don't know what's up with that. I'll leave you guys to speculate and uh, criticize, because you know that's what you like to do. Um, so Josh Alexander defended his title against one Mance Warner, and Mance Warner won the belt. So he is your new AAW. Heavyweight champion, Chris Statlander, new champion. A lot of crazy shit going on in the AAW camp. You can uh, re-watch that pay-per-view event on the Fight TV app or check it out on fighttv.com, wherever you get all your shit at. Uh, Warrior Wrestling announcing a couple, <laughs> just a couple of really huge um, matches taking place for Warrior Wrestling 8. You have Alex Shelley of the Motor City Machine Guns going one-on-one with Amazing Red. First time that's ever happened. That is going to be fucking insane. You have the Stronghearts. That's right. Those Stronghearts um, versus the Rascals. Another insane matchup. You also got Black Label Pro doing big things. Uh, January 18th when nobody backs them into a fucking corner. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Budweiser, Bud Club, join me. They just announced uh, the Midwest champion, AJ Gray, Rich Homie Juice, <laughs> versus a former guest of the show, Alexander Hammerstone. Hammerstone! Hammerstone! Really fucking pumped to see him locally around here. Uh, I love Hammerstone's work, and if you guys went back into the archives and listened to our interview with him, it was fucking awesome. It was a good time. So... It's going to be really cool to see that match happen, along with a lot of other badass shit that BLP's doing. You got Kylie Ray versus the War Horse. <laughs> What's that? I can only imagine maybe she comes out to, he starts headbanging in some like Pokemon shit or whatever, like a metal version of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's some other breaking news. What? Uh, considering War Horse. What? He's getting married. Go get married. So, oh, sorry. Salut. <clears throat> Cue the metal music. Cue some handsome prick. Yeah, so a lot of shit going on, man. I just wanted to take this time now. It's a new year. It's January 1st of 2020. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We hope you made it through alive and safe and not in jail. Yeah. Fucking amateurs. That'd be good. <laughs> Baby, nice. Um, there's still no cars flying yet. No. Nope. All this crazy shit that when we were kids thinking, man, like 2020, there's going to be some really fucked up shit. Like Jets. Forget flying cards. Around. Where's them hoverboards? <laughs> I know, right? They'll never happen. Cubs didn't win, win the World Series, though. 
Uh, yeah, let's not speak of that. <laughs> Ugh, I hate the Cubs. Sorry, guys. Eh. Sometimes the truth hurts, and eh, the White Sox are looking pretty good for next year. Happy New Year, y'all. I hope that you, everyone that listens, achieves all their 2020 goals. And yes. if you don't have any goals... Fucking get some. Yeah, get a cup. Problem. Get off the fucking Wrong couch. You. Put down the tasty ass bag of lays and get on the motherfucking job. Whatever Put job that Put down the porn star thick dick slim gems that you just got and get some goals. Ooh yeah, get some goals. I'm gonna tell you right now. You need something to be successful. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Anything else in the news? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I got. I would just, uh, I would like to thank everybody for a crazy 2019. Um, I like to do that on air. I've been doing it on social media. We do have a best of the JP Dub 2019 playlist on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. So go check that out. We just nailed over 300 subscribers. So thank you to everybody who has subscribed and continues to support and share. Uh, just another thing we got out there. Uh, once you're the 500th subscriber, you can win an autographed Kurt Angle autobiography. So get on it. Tell your friends. Deviate some kind of formulate, I should say, some kind of fucking plan so you can win that book. That's right. Yeah. It was really signed by the Olympic gold medalist. So That's right. Spread the word. Get some more subs on our channel. We'd greatly appreciate it. Help us out. Make more killer content for you. I'd also like to say thank you to all the fans, mm-hmm. to all the listeners, mm-hmm. to all the people that support us. Yes. Tell more people about it so to more people can support friends. us. To all our friends, to all our new friends, to all our old friends, to all the people that we've interviewed, mm-hmm. legends, soon-to-be legends, future legends, uh, all the people that, that do the production for these wrestling shows that we've been to, all the people that we've met, all the people that we want to meet. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, thank you to Jesus. Thank you to the, uh, to the guy that invented the Big Mac. Thank you to uh, I'll stop. Who's Jesus? Yeah, a Mexican dude down the street works at yes. El Salto. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah, he's a good cat. A good guy. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> what was that uh, years ago with Tom Brady when they won the Super Bowl? He's like, "Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> Some <laughs> I weird shit. That. I don't remember that. Oh. Yeah, thank you from the both of us. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for everything. Yeah. We we had a really fucking killer 2019. Oh yeah, did a lot of traveling, a lot of uh, growth with the show. Yep, um, met a lot of really cool people, yep. and it's it's just been it's been wild, man. Yep. To see from where we started to where we are now, and to where we're going is it's gonna be a fucking wild ride. Very exciting. Yes, I remember uh, where my head is at. Today mm-hmm. versus where my head was at, I think episode 10 or 12, where I almost had a meltdown and I wanted to murder <laughs> everyone in here. I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. I think that was episode 82. Check it out. E- what was it? <laughs> episode 82. No, 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 no. This was an early, early I one. know. I was just. Yeah. No, I think the name of episode 82 was. Nervous breakdown. That's why I had to throw <laughs> it out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of growth and a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. And we continue to, and we're very excited for what the future holds for the show. Yeah, we got a lot of cool shit coming up, like the zine. You know, we're going to be throwing that at you guys pretty soon here. You'll be able to pick that up, and uh, we're going to have some merch for you, too. So mm-hmm. get ready for to open your wallets for that. Yeah. <laughs> we like it when you open up your wallets. Yeah. You know why we like it? Because we never ask you to do it. No. No. Where, where else can you get this amount of never- <laughs> entertainment? While you're driving in your car or vacuuming, or what if, or or this is the, what you put on when you have uh, dinner guests and a dinner party. Instead of talking about how good that wine is and what yeah. year this wine is, you put on Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That was That's another it. big thing that, you know, I mean, we finally got our own theme song. Haha. <laughs> It, it's killer. You guys can download it on Bandcamp, juiceprowrestling.bandcamp.com, done by the Pink Machines, who have a new album out. Say goodnight to my little friend, which is on iTunes, Spotify, and you can also check that out on bandcamp.com. Uh, they got new T-shirt designs and physical copies of the CD as well. So support that motherfucker. What up, Brad? That's right. And other than that, I mean, I'm pretty much... Uh, I think I'm on the level for right now, and I'm looking forward to 2020. I'm looking forward to meeting all of you out there that enjoy our product and uh, getting down 
with the juice and fucking threatening at Bruiser Bowdy and all of our crazy guests. Until next time, you can find us everywhere on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, every podcasting platform, YouTube. We got to wet them up, wet them up, wet them up, wet them up. So fucking wet for Tito Santana in the year 2020. Oh, can you dig it, sucker? Harima, 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 Harima. You gonna do sex to me? This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.